Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. Hello, little woman fans. I hope you are all doing great today. And today's comment shout-out goes to the lady in silver. I know everybody is talking about this already, but I am feeling a lot of rage right now towards screenwriters who think they are giving a personality to a female book character when they make her a girl boss because they don't understand subtlety. They pick a female character that was written by a woman and they are like, we are going to make this character a feminist icon. I am going to die if this trend of girl bossifying characters doesn't end soon and I swear I can't do this anymore. And Joe and Friedrich has answered, Side eyes, a little woman 2019 so hard, my eyes are popping out. Welcome to the Little Woman Podcast. Jen and I are continuing our chat about her young adult book series, Marchister Sweet Romance, and her book Falling for the Future, which is a modern take on John's and Meg's love story in Little Woman. I want to read you one of my favorite parts in Jen's book. This is Meg's point of view how her sister Joanna has learned to control her anger better since she has started to date Rick, who is the Friedrich of this story. Quote, It's just Joanna trade-off, mashing her lips up and looking away, like she was thinking hard about what she was going to say. This was a huge progress for my sister, who used to blurt out anything on her mind without caring about how her words affected other people. I know mom's been working with her on it, but I also think Rick's played a huge part in her efforts. He is a thinker, and way more laid back than she is. I think she's realized she needs to be more thoughtful about what comes out of her mouth, if she doesn't want to hurt him or mess things up between them. Luckily for the rest of us, her practice with him has made it more natural to be less harsh with us as well. This is a quote from the chapter, All Alone. As they sat sewing together, Jo discovered how much improved her sister Meg was, how well she could talk, how much she knew about good, womanly impulses, thoughts and feelings, how happy she was in husband and children, and how much they were all doing for each other. Marriage is an excellent thing after all. I wonder if I should blossom out half as well as you have, if I tried it. Always pervising, I could, said Joe as she constructed a kite for Demi in the topsy-turvy nursery. It's just what you need to bring out the tender, womanly half of your nature, Joe. You are like a chestnut burr, prickly outside but silky soft within and sweet kernel, if one can only get at it. Love will make you show your heart some day, and then the rough burr will fall off. Frost opens chestnut burst man and it takes a good shake to bring them down boys go nothing and i don't care to be backed by them returned joe passing away at the kite which no wind that blows would ever carry up for daisy had tied herself on as a bob meg laughed for she was glad to see a glimmer of joe's old spirit but she felt in her duty to enforce her opinion by every argument in her power and the sisterly chats were not wasted, especially as two of Meg's most effective arguments were the babies, whom Joe loved tenderly. 
grief is the best opener for some hearts. And Joe's was nearly ready for the bag. A little more sunshine to ripen the nut. Then not a boy's impatient shake, but a man's hand reached up to pick it gently from the burr and find the kernel sound and sweet. If she had suspected this, she would have shut up tight and been more prickly than ever. Fortunately, she wasn't thinking about herself, so when the time came, down she dropped. This is interesting, the part where the narrator says, not a boy's impatient shake, but a man's hand. During the little woman's saga, Joe always refers Laurie as her boy, but when she speaks about Frederick, it is my professor or my Fritz. When Louisa May Alcott wrote Little Woman, she was about 33 years old. And during this time period, her sister Anna was married to John Pratt. And their kids would have been toddlers during this time. So I can imagine Louisa looking at her sister with her children and wishing that she had family of her own. And envying that romance, which is what she writes in her journals. She did envy her sister's marriages. The book was written a year after she had had her questionable relationship fling with Lady Wisniewski and five years after Henry had passed away. And this is a quote from the chapter Harvest Time, when Joe and Frederick are engaged. I do think that families are the most beautiful things in all world, burst out Joe, who was in an unusually uplifted frame of mind just then. When I have one of my own, I hope it will be as happy as the tree I know and love the best. If John and my Fritz were only here, it would be quite a little heaven on earth, she added more quietly. And that night, when she went to her room after a blissful evening of family councils, hopes and plans, her heart was so full of happiness that she could only calm it by kneeling beside the empty bed always near her own and thinking tender thoughts of bed. It was a very astonishing year altogether, for things seemed to happen in an unusually rapid and delightful manner. Almost before she knew where she was, Jo found herself married and settled at Plumfield. Then a family of six or seven boys sprung up like mushrooms and flourished surprisingly. Poor boys as well as rich, for Mr. Lawrence, older Mr. Lawrence, was continually finding some touching case of destitution and begging the bears to take pity on the child and he would gladly pay a trifle for its support in this way the sly old gentleman got round proud joe and furnished her with the style of boy in which she most delighted of course it was uphill work at first and joe made queer mistakes but the wise professor steered her safely into calmer waters and the most rampant ragamuffin was conquered in the end. I have come across people who say that Jo should be able to express her anger freely and Frederick is a horrible person who forces Jo to start a family and start a school. And in the actual book that was written by Louisa May Alcott in 1867, Jo is dreaming about her own family and the school. It was entirely her idea. And I don't think these people have read the book that deeply or have they read it at all because the narrator mentions that Cho herself notices that the way she is treating people when she is in this anger mode is pretty terrible. There's a theory that Louisa May Alcott had bipolar disorder. If she had bipolar, then she could not have been able to control these anger moods 
But at the same time, anyone who has bipolar disorder will tell you it is not an easy condition to live with. This possibility of bipolar is something that we will be discussing more in the upcoming episodes. I am not an expert on this topic, but when I went to art school, I had a classmate who was very upfront that she did have bipolar. And there were times when she was a very nice person to be around, but then if she had had some kind of setback in her life, she would just explode. And it created some tension in the class because you wouldn't always know what kind of mood she was in. And if she was on this explosive mood and angry, you kind of just wanted to avoid her. So when I read that perhaps Louisa May Alcott was bipolar, I thought that the symptoms were pretty similar to what this classmate of mine had. This is what I read from National Institute of Mental Health. Bipolar disorder formerly called manic depressive illness or manic depression, is a mental disorder that causes unusual shifts in mood, energy, activity levels, concentration, and the ability to carry out day-to-day tasks. There are three types of bipolar disorder. All three types involve clear changes in mood, energy, and activity levels. These mood range from periods of extremely up, elated, irritable, energized behavior, known as manic episodes, to very down, sad, indifferent, or hopeless periods, known as depressive episodes. Less severe manic periods are known as hypomanic episodes. One of the arguments that some Alcott schoolers used to say that Louisa had bipolar disorder is that in her journals she describes these manic episodes Louisa calls them as vortex, where she was so absorbed into writing that she forgot everything around her, and that was often followed by a period of depression. Louisa was also treated with mercury after she became ill during the Civil War. Mercury was believed to be a viable medicine during this time period, but it was slowly poisoning her, so the mercury treatment probably contributed into these mental health problems. People with Bipolar disorder experience periods of unusually intense emotion, changes in sleep patterns and activity levels, and uncharacteristic behaviors, often without recognizing their likely harmful or undesirable effects. These distinct periods are called mood episodes. Mood episodes are very different from the moods and behaviors that are typical for the person. During an episode, the symptoms last every day for most of the day. Episodes may also last for longer periods, such as several days or weeks. It's also interesting that Louisa May Alcott's first novel was called Moods, and this is where the anger and the mood changes come in. During the time when Little Woman was written, they didn't really have the knowledge about the mental health disorders that we have today. In Little Woman, Joe's anger issues, they come out in the way she speaks to people. For example, there are times when she kind of misinterprets things that are said to her, and then she goes into defense mode and unintentionally hurts the people who she is interacting with and herself. Good example of this is when Jo loses the trip to Europe. She offends the ants when she says that she thinks that working as a companion is kind of silly, and she puts herself above them because she's basically saying that the way of life that the ants are living 
is something that she scoffs off and she says that she thinks French is a stupid language and the ants are going to France and wonder if Joe could be a good companion. And this is not in any Little Woman movies and then people are like, Amy stole Joe's trip to Europe. Anyway, when the narrator in the book says, Friedrich had the ability to calm Joe down, that is such a good example why Joe and Laurie don't work as a couple because if hypothetically Joe had bipolar disorder and was living in the 19th century, there is no medication, there is no possibility to go to therapy, would you rather marry your childhood best friend who you like as a brother but you argue like cats and dogs or would you rather marry the man you love and who also has this presence that can help you to calm down when you feel that this kind of explosive episode is coming up. And there are people who say that, oh, we should celebrate Joe's right to be angry and and be this, quote, girl boss. But it's really more about Joe becoming aware that her anger can actually be quite abusive. And I think that she shows incredible amount of maturity when she realizes that And I love that Chen had included this to her novel because it is such an important part of Joe's character arc and that Meg notices how her sister has more compassion for others, but also for herself. It's really beautiful. Chen and I will also be discussing about her writing process and how she creates characters, Meg's insecurities and her strengths and John's role in all of this. This episode is sponsored by Skillshare, and if you wish to get a free month on Skillshare, you can find a link from the description. And I will also add a link to Jen's website if you want to buy these awesome books to yourself. This is More Umbrella in the Rain, Little Woman podcast, bringing John's and Meg's love story to the modern day. I think I already mentioned this to you. I really like the part where Meg says that Joanna has learned to control her temper better recently. When she has started to date the the other guy. Oh, yeah. Not the Lawrence boy. (laughs) (laughs) Not that one. The Frederick character. One thing that was different from mine is that in Louisa May Alcott's Joe is the very last romance (laughs) but with mine I wanted Joe because everyone kind of thinks of Joe when they think of little little women so I wanted to start things off she's kind of the more exciting character usually so I wanted to start off with her but then I ran into the issue in the future books wait he's already here so how do we work Frederick in to the other storylines so that was interesting to have to figure out i thought it was nice how you can see them now through these other characters from their eyes the way meg sees how good he is to her Mm -hmm. meg sees her sister becoming this person that that she's meant to be because of this other guy how he helps her and I, I really look forward to read the Amy and Laurie book now. <laughs> and the Beth book too. The Beth one 
was the definitely the most challenging one because there's no backstory. There's nothing in the original. Just here's Beth. She's shy and plays the piano and has cats and dolls and now she dies. So it was a lot more kind of going on a, a character outline than a fully formed character and relationship. So that one, I kind of had to do a lot more original story for than I did the other ones. There's so much Amy and Lori in both Good Wives and Little Women that then for my last book, it kind of made up for having to make stuff up because there was so much to draw from. I look forward to it, both of them. Yeah, Beth is interesting because it's kind of funny because when I read the Finnish version, I got this impression that she had a crush on Lori. Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. But when I read the English one, I wondered, like, did she have a crush on him or not? Because I think maybe it was the translation that kind of romanticized him in her eyes a bit more than the English one. uh... But okay. then I read that Lizzie Alcott had a secret admirer, so or that oh. she had a crush on someone. So I was like, okay. maybe my maybe. childhood, Laurie and Beth romance had some kind of base on reality. Maybe. That was interesting. I, I just always thought that Joe thinks Beth has a little crush on Laurie. And then later she finds out. It was because she kept staring out the window and she thought that Beth was staring after Lori and she was quieter and more flustered. And so she was seeing all these signs of of having a crush or being in love. And later, Joe, I think it says that Joe realizes it was because Beth was realizing she was not going to get better. True. And it was kind of more the coming to terms, I guess, with her mortality. I read that Lizzie Alcott had a crush on some neighbor boy and that Lisa May Alcott thought that she was in love with somebody. I didn't know that part, so that's well, maybe. (laughs) When I read the Finnish version as a child and I thought, okay, maybe Beth has a crush on Laurie. Now I think, okay, maybe Mm -hmm. that was validated. (laughs) But (laughs) then I read the English version. I didn't feel that she had a feelings for Laurie that were romantic, only like sisterly feelings very interesting (laughs) yeah there's all kinds of fan fictions we could have here yeah and (laughs) just that she did have a crush on somebody i will look forward to read your book (laughs) (laughs) that is a very mysterious character 
she is because there's just not a lot about her. Some of the research that I've read about Lizzie Algo, it feels very one-dimensional, but maybe it's because people tend to read her through Beth's character. Probably. Do you have a favorite Meg on movies or Little Woman adaptations? Mm. <clears throat> well, I love almost everything about the 1994 one. So I like that actress. I also really liked the Meg in the modern adaptation movie. That 2018. Yeah, I really liked her. Those two are good ones. Yeah, those two, I think, are my favorite Megs. I think Trini Alvarado in the 1994 film is maybe closest to the book Meg. She did play it pretty, pretty close to the original. She has that quiet strength that the character Yeah, she does. Uh, one thing that I liked in the modern version is the way it kind of shows how the family was very religious. Meg, she goes to parties, she drinks, and but then she also has these very conflicted feelings about being there, being part of the social crowd and the popular kids there. It kind of played on her fate, that adaptation. That version made very clear that their father was like a pastor. Religious, yeah, yeah. a chaplain. And the family was quite different to the other people in the town. When I grew up, my best friend came from a very religious family. So I kind of felt that she had some similar experiences when we were growing up. Okay. She always felt guilty after she drank something mm. with alcohol or even if she smoked. Like she always felt really okay. guilty afterwards. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the March sisters would have been like that because... You know, in the book, Maybe. they don't like to drink and uh, they have some pretty strong views about Laurie when he smokes cigarettes. And right, like, to the billiard place. And... Yeah, all these things that were not seen very pro- appropriate <laughs> back then. Right. So I can see Meg feeling quite conflicted by those things. There's one thing that I really love when I read Little Men again. There's this moment where Frederick says that he stopped smoking because he wanted to show good examples for the students. Okay. And I really like that. I didn't remember that part. That's interesting. <laughs> it's funny yeah. because Joe is so not happy with Laurie when he smokes, but she doesn't have problems right. with Frederick smoking. <laughs> that is funny. They say that love makes us blind. Yes. That was funny. Laurie gave up smoking for Joe, or he says right. he did. But Friedrich gave up smoking for the students, apparently. The students, yeah. (laughs) Well, and I think that also goes back to how people see the mothering aspect, how Joe would kind of mother Lori. That's So she would want to be telling him what he shouldn't do. And Friedrich, she was never trying to be a sisterly or motherly role with. He can make his own decisions, but she's going to tell Lori what he should not be doing. Yeah, that was so fun to read. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that. That is funny. Yeah, last time I read it, I highlighted all the Friedrich parts so I can oh, make, there you a, go. make it to the podcast someday. I I haven't read Little Men very many times. I've read Little Women over and over and over and over. And I like Little Men, but I just haven't read it maybe twice. Once yeah. recently because I wanted to kind of know where that went as I was writing mine and then once mm-hmm. when I was younger but I don't know it nearly as well as I know Little Women. Yeah I've read Little Man many times when I was younger but okay. I haven't really read it as 
an adult. Now I have read it a couple of times for the podcast. I liked in Little Men just seeing the grown sisters and their husbands interact and how they're still friends and how Lori is still the fun uncle who comes in yeah. and riles them all up and then is like, well, bye. <laughs> Joe is stuck trying to calm them down for bed or whatever. Stuff like that I found funny. Well, Little Men is also heartbreaking because we lose John in that I know. I saw the, as I was reading it, because I didn't remember much about it at all when I read it when I was younger and I'm reading it. And like, I think the chapter is named John Brooke or something. And I'm like, oh no, oh no, 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 no. (laughs) And that's what it was. And I'm just like, no, we can't lose him. And he was such a good character and a father. And there's this funny moment when Friedrich says that when he and Laurie got married, they would ask John for marital advice. Oh, okay. Somebody write a book about that. <laughs> yeah, we need that. We need that episode. What What would he say? <laughs> Do men even ask about marital advice? I don't know. Right. I don't know either. <laughs> I want to read that. <laughs> I just want to know what he said. <laughs> Someone needs to write that. But he had been married for the longest. You'll have yeah. to do a Little Men podcast sometime. Yeah, I'm now doing these readings of the different chapters in Little Woman. But mm-hmm. at some point, we will move into Little Men after we have done Little Woman. When Sorry. I have free hour or whatever, I need to go and listen to the last one you posted with all the questions. With people's questions, I've been wanting to listen to it since you posted it. But it was the last week of school and graduation. And yeah, I did helped out with a friend's parents funeral luncheon and then my husband was off school and all these appointments for the kids that we pushed off until summer so that we wouldn't have to take them out of school so it's been kind of <laughs> crazy but I need to remember to go back I kept the email because I'm on the mailing list I'm like as long as I keep the email in my box I'll see it when I'm randomly scrolling <laughs> down trying to clean it out and I'll be like oh yeah that I still have to go back to that and listen to it because it sounded interesting it was fun to make. and People make really good questions that I don't really think myself when I mm. do the podcast. So it's okay. always really fun to make those Q&As. Well, I have some outside work to do. So maybe I'll put it on my phone while I'm doing my outside work today. Yeah, I always try to listen to a podcast when I'm doing the dishes or something. Mm-hmm. Or laundry or something. Yeah, something. <laughs> something to keep me busy multitasking yes i wanted to ask more about john's character would you like to tell how you started to develop him i think i've written so many books and and the way that i come up with books with stories i think a lot about the stories before i ever sit down to write and i write out of order a lot of people sit down and they start with the first word of chapter one and the last thing they write is the last word of the last chapter and then they go back and edit it but I don't really write that way so I skip around and if I have a idea for oh I think this would be a funny scene or oh this is an important conversation I want to get in I'll write that part so I write the pieces and then I put it all together that's kind of a hard thing for me to answer because I don't sit down and like Mm-hmm. A lot of people will sketch out their characters like this is what they look like and these are their characteristics and these are this is their backstory and but for me it kind of comes from the interactions or the conversations or the important pieces that I think of 
and then get down first and then I kind of fill the rest of it in. I can't really tell you, I'll give you a good answer to that. <laughs> kind of what I did was for watching the adaptations and reading the original, I would like make notes about things that the original character did or said or his backstory and then I just kind of as I was writing kind of tried to incorporate those and modernize them and add a little bit of my own flair which kind of came together each draft my characters become more concrete and more well-rounded because I am kind of fleshing it out Mm. my first drafts are not not very complete it's a lot of conversation and banter and a little bit of description. And then I go in and layer them until the books end up longer and with more subplots and characters become more more real to me. So I guess that kind of answers your question. Well, it was a good answer. Like you start <laughs> to shape the character from the conversations. Yeah. I might come up with ideas later. And then I have to go back in and make it consistent. Like, oh, this character likes whatever. Well, now I have to go back in and make sure they like that team or food or whatever from the beginning to the end. I guess my characters kind of develop along with the plot and the theme. I was thinking how in your story, John's mom is an alcoholic. And then mm-hmm. I think in some Louis and Malcolm stories, there are some characters who be described to be alcoholics like okay. uh, in Rosie Bloom Charlie he he does have a drinking problem somebody commented I think maybe it was some little woman discussion group that mm-hmm. they are convinced that Louisa May Alcott knew someone with a drinking problem based mm-hmm. on Charlie's behavior well that for me kind of developed because I wanted I wanted to figure out how to get him my John character to be living at the Lawrence's. And if you had a stable home, you wouldn't think, oh, maybe I should go live with these people I'm working for because you would just drive the five minutes to to work for them and you'd go home. So part partly I knew I wanted him to have an unstable family life to get him to be in a position where he would be living there. So he would be next to the marches and kind of having that little brother relationship, having Laurie kind of as a little brother, as well as a tutor who he was, well, or a tutee, I guess. So that was kind of where that started. In the book, his mom had been sick, the the original, and you wouldn't like up and (laughs) ditch your mom if she was like, oh, I have cancer or I have whatever it had to be more of an emotional mental addiction kind of thing to facilitate him wanting to move in with them so that's kind of I think how I ended up working that in yeah I think if John's mom would have been like deadly ill he would not have left her he's that kind of a character I had to make him want to leave (laughs) I wonder do you think Laurie might have had some kind of ADHD or problems with focusing maybe yeah when I read Little Woman last time I felt that he really struggles to focus on one thing at a time like I hear sometimes people say that Joe has problems with that but I think Laurie has them even more yeah but if Joe is interested in something she will for days obsess over that so I don't think she she pays attention to what she wants to 
yeah i wonder if lori did have some kind of a attention deficit so it's looking for any kind of a distraction almost if you do feel that when i read the book like the whole se- sequence of him is trying to decide he, if he wants to be with joe or with amy it feels the same like yeah he, he cannot of... focus on composing the opera when he dreams about one girl and then he dreams right. about the other girl yeah that's an interesting thought yeah and they wouldn't have had any kind of words for that back then no labels or you would just kind of be seen as kind of spacey probably maybe an undiagnosed adhd i wouldn't be surprised in your version he really had struggles with school that's why he needed the private tutor it was kind of almost more like he didn't didn't care Mm. (laughs) you gotta stay on task kid After he was rejected by Joe, he I think he said to his grandfather that the whole college was like labor lost or something. He was trying to be the person that she would want. And it didn't work. No. It's kind of sad. Maybe he should have gone to study music or something. He went to I have internship so. with his grandfather after that. Yeah. In the original. There's so much in that book. We could read it over and over and over and still get something new. That is Every true. time I read it, I do. I notice something that I didn't notice. Seems like it works out all right for everyone in the end, except for poor Beth. So in, in your version, Laurie's mom was a musician and his father was also a musician. His mom was a music teacher and his dad is like a famous musician than mine. And his grandfather didn't like his mom didn't want her to get involved in all that stuff mm. but she was kind of being a typical teenager and a little whimsical about we were talking earlier about oh becoming an actor isn't mm. really something that any parent would love to hear but oh I want to be a musician following a famous band around probably wouldn't be something that you'd want to hear your child say either properly that's why Lori wanted to be more involved with music is because he felt connection to his parents thank you so much for coming here oh thank you for having me i always like talking with you yeah you always have some insight that i've missed in little women so do you i always enjoy <laughs> to hear your thoughts well thank you and i'm glad you enjoyed the second book and i hope you enjoy the third and fourth i believe i will thanks for coming here and You're i will welcome. talk to you again later have a nice night and no have a nice day i'm going to have a nice night (laughs) yes you have the nice night and i'll have a nice day yeah (laughs) bye bye that was our discussion for today thank you so much for listening take care and make good choices bye when you save on auto insurance for driving safe with usaa safe pilot you'll feel like a big deal even in a traffic jam Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. 